Okay. Scooped up. This is going to be a Hawkeye touchdown. Right through. And the Hawkeyes have stunned the Wolverines. Michigan unbeaten no more. Piling on now is Iowa as they crack the 50 mark against the mighty Buckeyes. But when his number was called, seven got six. What's up? And welcome to Spoko Radio, presented by Blackheart Gold Pants, SB Nation's community for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We're still social distancing, we're still self-quarantining, and we're still all together again. It's uh, I am going to be joined here by Jerry Sherwin. Jerry, how's it going? Uh, I bought a basketball hoop yesterday, and I am about 15 minutes away from starting to film myself doing Luca Garza drills. So that's where I'm at in my life. That's great. Maybe we can get Frank Garza to come over and film for you. He's close by. There you go. Let's do it. Also with us, it's the people's champ, David Johnson champ. How are you handling self-quarantining? You know, I'm doing all right. It's not the funnest thing in the world, but I get to spend some nice quality time with my wife and my dog. I mean, there's worse things in the world. So, I mean, it sucks with no sports, but I'm living. I'm enjoying myself uh, the best I can. Does your wife still view this as quality time? I mean, she still is appreciating spending time with me. We've instituted some time where we have three levels of our home, so we've instituted some time where we, you know, separate from each other at times, and maybe she's on the main floor level and I'm in the man cave, so on and so forth. But for the most part, we're just with each other and enjoying each other's company. It's all all you can really do. It's the only human interaction that is encouraged. Guys, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We are on every single platform. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating if you are a subscriber on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at BHGP, at Jerry Sherwin, at Shy People's Champ, and at Dave Cray. We have uh, social distance, so the only way we can talk to people face as close to possible is on Twitter. So get on Twitter, follow us, and interact with us as we have a ton of nonsense to tweet about and try to find a tweet about in these Dire times. Guys, let's kick the show off with the only little bit of news we have surrounding the Iowa Hawkeyes is the AP Player of the Year award was announced this week, and Obi Toppin was named the winner over Luca Garza. Now, if you're on Iowa Twitter, you know that a lot, a lot, a lot of people are mad online over these results. I am one who is mad, is upset. I think Frank Gar- or I think Luca Garza should have won the award. But I'm not getting bent out of shape about it. So I'm going to throw this question to you too, Jerry. We'll start with you. Tell me why I should care more about Luca Garza not winning the AP Player of the Year award. The number one reason why everybody should be giving a major shit right now about this and why I think people are flying off the handle is because this was this is the NCAA tournament in our mind. Like we had the opportunity still to win one last thing to finish the season. And our guy, the dude that added 10 minutes per game to his total, who was shooting 54% from the field against the best conference night in and night out in all of college basketball, he averaged 24 points, he averaged nearly 10 rebounds a game, somehow got snubbed for a guy that just dunks the basketball in the A-10. 
And then on top of it, when we all show our outrage, Dayton fans came out of the fucking woodworks for the first time this entire season and start chirping and chirping and chirping. This is a Dayton team that would have, if they didn't lose in the first round, they would have easily lost in the round of 32. I did not believe in this Dayton team at all. Obi Toppin, nice player, will not be successful at the next level. All of his stats and highlights were just like him dribbling the ball two times on a fast break with nobody even in the picture, something Patrick McCaffrey and Connor McCaffrey pointed out. So yes, everybody should be upset about this because this was the last piece to this season that we still had the opportunity to win. And here we are yet again. Iowa got snubbed for no fucking reason at all. Chip, or Chip, before I go to you, my question, there's still the Naismith. There's still the actual Player of the Year awards that Luca Garza can win. Those aren't decided yet. 100%, but I just feel like usually they're in line. So if Luca wins the Naismith, great. I mean, I will clap my hands because, he, he, you know, honestly, he deserves to win all these awards. He, the season that Luca Garza had is better than Obi Toppins. You cannot argue any other reason. I don't get it. No, you're right. 100% correct. Champ, why should I care more? Jer's right because this was it for Iowa. Their season's over. Everybody's season's over. Luca Garza deserved to win this award. He played the best all year long. He had games where he completely dominated opponents in the best fucking country in the nation. He continuously put in night in and night out efforts of 20 plus points, 10 plus rebounds every single night, inside, outside, double, triple teams. It didn't matter. Luca Garza dominated. I understand Obi Toppin had a nice season with Dayton. They played in a shit conference. They probably would have been the only representative out of that conference to make the tournament. And let's face it, the Big Ten is the, has been the best conference all year, and Luca Garza was the best player in that conference. So obviously he should have won this award, and it's absolutely ridiculous that he didn't. Hopefully Naismith comes in line and he wins that. But like Jer said, usually whoever wins the AP Player of the Year also wins the Naismith Player of the Year award. So Iowa fans can, again, be upset and angry whenever that's announced within the next couple weeks. And it's just a shame. It really is. When you put together a season like Luca Garza did, coming out of nowhere, the guy averaged, like, what, 11 points a game last year, playing a little over 20 minutes a game. And this guy played... There was games Luca Garza didn't sit at all. He played all 40 minutes in multiple games this year and carried Iowa when they had all these injuries. They went down to Luca Garza when they needed buckets. Hell, they went outside to Luca Garza hitting threes when they needed buckets because that's what he does, and that's something Obi Toppin isn't very good at. He's not a very good shooter. He's a dunker. He's a slasher. He scores around the rim, and that's fine, but he should not have won player of the year. And it's an absolute shame. We will not be discussing the AP Player of the Year award ever again on this podcast. We made that claim <laughs> a few weeks ago when we discussed this there. That award will no longer re be recognized on Spoko Radio. 100%. And, I'm to, and to add to that, too, everybody needs to realize one thing. Luca Garza this entire season scored under 20 points only six times. Obi Toppin in the, athletic, or in the Atlantic 10, the A-10 conference, 13 times scored under 20 points. Now, I know that people are going to say it's not just an offensive award, but it is. It's an offensive award. Luka, night in, night out, was the most consistent player of the two. I mean, people are going to say it's not an offensive award, but people will also literally say that Obi Toppin's a more exciting player. How do you – you can't be exciting in playing defense. Uh, here's the thing about all these people that say that, that are outside of Ohio. How many times did you actually watch this player? I watched I, a I half of one Dayton game this year. How many highlights did you watch of Obi Toppin compared to Luca Garza? Yeah, though? Exactly. 
That's the problem. No, you guys. I mean, you're not wrong, and I I feel like it. Oh, I'm mad. The it's a low bar to clear, right? Luca Garza had the best season in the best conference. By default, should win a Player of the Year award versus somebody from the A10, which just isn't that good of a conference. Like, there's no not to knock Obi Toppin. He had a great year. He was a good player. Like, whatever. Like, he might go to the he might be good in the NBA. Might not. I don't know. Nor do I care. But Luca Garza had the best season in the best conference. And he should be recognized for that nationally. To me, if people aren't going to do that, it's it's a shame. And maybe it's because we're all self-quarantining with nothing else to watch. People are extra feisty online about it. But to me, it's just something that you, you take you take it and you move on. Yeah, it's it sucks. But there's really not a whole lot we can do about it now. It's It was an award that Luca should have won. We're going to look back on this year. Hopefully he comes back next year and has another great season like this and maybe has some redemption and gets the award next year. But even if he doesn't, we're all, all Iowa fans are going to look back at this season as probably the best season of any Iowa player in its history. And that was not even including any postseason. This was all regular season. He put up these award, these numbers, and it's just a great season for Luca. Credit to him for working hard in the offseason and his father, Frank, for training him. Just a great job. So that makes me ask, want to ask you both two questions then off that, champ. Do you do you think Luca's coming back after kind of what you've seen from him and his father since losing the award? Um, and number two, what like what type of season do you think he's going to have coming back? Like, do, it, it, do you anticipate him coming back and this being a Final Four type season for Iowa still? Like, where are you guys at with all that? I think he's coming back. I think especially the way this season ended where they didn't get any Big Ten tournament play, they didn't get any NCAA tournament play, I think Luka's going to want to come back his senior. It's not like he's highly thought of right now in the NBA draft. It's not like he's a for sure top 10 pick or even first round pick going into these mock drafts right now. He's going to come back. He's going to dominate. I was going to be a borderline Final Four team going into next year if everybody comes back. They have a great team. And Luka Garza, he may not average the points that he averaged this year because there's going to be some guys coming back, especially if Jabo comes back. His scoring is not going to be – he's not going to have to score as many as he did this year. But I fully expect him to have another great season next year, to work even harder this offseason to improve his game. And, yeah, I think Luka is coming back, and it's going to be a great year next year for the Hawkeyes. I think one thing to add to that is the NCAA is voting on whether seniors get to get their eligibility for another year based on this sometime soon. If they vote to get that and Ryan Creener gets another year of eligibility, then you get, I think you guarantee Jordan Bohan is coming back because they're, but, they're buds. And then you have those three again in a year with uh, Luca taking another step. This team will be very, very hard to beat. 100%. I agree. Um, one, I mean, this just this is just kind of the, the bow on the award snubbing season. You go from Keith Duncan losing out on the Lou Groza Award to now Luca Garza losing out on the AP Player of the Year Award. So maybe fortunes now change and Luca will win the Naismith Player of the Year Award and all will be right in the world. That would be lovely. When does that gets announced? What, like <coughs> April? First week of April or something? Some, sometime around then. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but something else to look forward to in a few weeks. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. We are social distancing. We have no sports to live sports to watch. So, Champ, we're going to go to your pick six here, and I believe the pick six you've chosen to give us, your top six non-sports cable channels. The floor is yours. 
Yes, sir, DC. That is the champs pick six this week. I thought it was a fitting pick six because we can't really watch any sports channels, you know, anytime. In the, well, you can, but you just can't watch any live sports on these sports channels. So I figured why not do a little uh, pick six this week of, our, of my favorite uh, six non-sports cable channels. We will start off with number six, and it's A&E. I'm a big A&E fan. I mean, Live PD is a show that I watch on a consistent basis on the weekends. It just passes time. There's also some good documentaries on A&E every once in a while. There's even a, a quality film from back in the day. So number six, A&E. Number five is Showtime for me. There's some excellent programming on Showtime. Some of my favorite shows are on that channel right now with Billions. Shameless has been on that channel for years. Homeland, three great shows right there. Uh, they continue to put out new shows every year. Showtime to me, number five on the list. Number four is E. I'm a big E fan. I think they pr produce some lovely programming, some nice reality television, some nice uh, stuff with your celebrity, you know, gossip crap that all the ladies like. And how I'm about to say the ladies? I mean, you I just said it's your third favorite. I mean, it's my fourth favorite, actually. Keep track there, Jerome. Come on, baby. Number three, HGTV. Big HGTV fan. You got all the home, you know, you know, House Hunters International. I'm not a big fan of International, <laughs> but regular House Hunters. All the all the Fix It shows that are on HGTV. You know, we got our boy uh, Joanna and Chip Gaines. Their lovely show is on HGTV. I mean, you got you got a lot of great programming on HGTV, and there is so many episodes of House Hunters. Me and my wife this week. We did a little on-demand of uh, House Hunters, and there is thousands of episodes on your on-demand. It's insane how many episodes of House Hunters there are. So if you're bored and you never need to watch House Hunters, flip on-demand on, and you got plenty to choose from. Number two is Bravo. You got to love Bravo. I don't know anybody that doesn't love Bravo. There's so many great programs, especially the reality TV programs on Bravo, all the Real Housewives, all the uh, – it's escaping me now, the show with the ship. What is it below called? Deck. That's, uh, below Deck. That's Below Deck, all the different Below Decks, Mediterranean. I mean, it's just wonderful, wonderful shows on Bravo, very entertaining. You can just kind of turn your mind off, flip Bravo on, and you just got – Endless amounts of television to watch on that network. Number one for me is HBO. I think I, I've gone on record by saying that Sopranos has been is my favorite show of all time. That's on HBO. They have produced numerous, numerous shows coming to mind just right now. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Who doesn't love Curb? Just an excellent, excellent show. I, I've mentioned Sopranos. There is endless, endless programming on HBO Great documentaries. Real Sports is a wonderful show that's monthly, you know, get delving into some topics on sports that people may not want to watch but are wonderful to learn about that you may not learn about on other things. So HBO, number one for me, and those are my top six. So, Champ, let's flip this around a little bit. If you had to f take one of your top six channels out for a streaming service, so Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, whatever – are any of those cracking your top six? 
Yeah, I mean, you got it. Netflix would be in the top three. If if you included a streaming service, you know, Netflix definitely probably would probably be number one, let's be honest, because you can watch a lot of these networks right from Netflix. So if you want to include streaming, yes, I would include Netflix for sure. Amazon Prime. You didn't even Prime, have Netflix a week well. ago. What are you talking about? Right. We ju- we've had it. We just didn't have it for like a couple month period. We've now gotten it back. Last night, we reacquired Netflix via trade. A little purchase on the television. Netflix is back. Who did you trade with? So, yeah. I just gave away I gave away a red zone on my on my uh, Comcast that was nine ninety five a month and I acquired a little uh You Netflix gave away something that's not even in season? Exactly. That was wouldn't you categorize that as a good trade? <laughs> yeah, you won that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tiger King has started. I mean we watched about three or four episodes already. Just a wonderful show. Last episode we had a little Hawkeye mug in the episode to start it off. That was lovely. So, yeah, Netflix, to answer your question, DC, I would include Netflix and Amazon Prime if we are including streaming services, and I would drop out A&E and Showtime would be dropped off the list. We have some Hawkeye content to get to in a second, but kind of related to, to Hawkeye content, Tiger King, he has an Iowa Hawkeye mug, as Champ just said. How do you think he acquired that mug? Is he a fan? Is he not a fan? Do you just pick it up at wherever? Where, what, do you have any theory? So I don't quite remember. So I watched this. I binged this on Sunday at this point. Maybe it was Saturday. I can't remember. These days are literally all meshing together. But I binged this this weekend. <laughs> and I don't remember what the map was of all the malls that he visited. But I know it was a healthy majority of the Midwest. So I'm going to guess that he took his trailer full of exotic pets in like, in like a 100-degree trailer. It definitely wasn't a reefer, so those animals were hot and bacon back there. And I'm going to guess that he hit up like a Des Moines mall or was in like the Des Moines Ames area for some sort of exotic pet touch a tiger um, show in Ames and, and picked that up on his way out because, after all, even though he was in Ames, it's definitely still Hawkeye State. It's a good theory, Champ. Any other theories on why Joe Exotic has an Iowa Hawkeye mug? He doesn't strike me as a big sports fan, so I don't think he's like been to any Iowa games. I mean, he's in Oklahoma. I don't think he's been to any of those. But yeah, I mean, that would Jer's theory probably makes the most sense. One of his little traveling, going on mall. He needed a little coffee, a little pick me up, and he picked up a little Iowa mug. I don't think he's putting coffee. That was probably straight vodka. <laughs> I have another quick theory. <laughs> what do you see? Unless you have one. No. I'm going so. For it. Tom Arnold seems like a, the kind of guy that would go to Joe Exotic's theme park and, like, strike up a friendship. You know how, like, Shaq – I don't know if you guys got this part yeah. of that, but Shaq bought a couple mm-hmm. tigers from Joe Exotic. I could see Tom Arnold buying, like, a little baby tiger for Roseanne maybe back in the day, and bang, he, like, trades him an Iowa Hawkeye cup. You just put Shaq and Tom Arnold on the same level. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Tom Arnold and Shaq. I'm gonna Google that right now. I bet those two have a picture together. I mean, I'm sure they did. Tom Arnold hosted the best damn sports show period for five years. Exactly. See, and they probably Shaq and him probably went and visit the boom first picture right there. Tom Arnold and Shaq. I'm gonna have to Google Joe Exotic right now too. Joe Exotic. <laughs> All right. Well, while Jerry's googling that, we're gonna introduce the Iowa Hawkeye theme of the show this week because there are no actual sports to discuss. It's time to get hypothetical. It's time to get weird. You have lots of people doing mock drafts of things, Mount Rushmore's of things. There's another classic that hasn't gotten to the Iowa basketball team yet that we're going to pull out here today. You guys have all probably seen it on Twitter or on Instagram. 
it's you the fifteen dollars to build your ideal whatever. And you got <clears throat> case you got all your players different positions. Build your own ideal five man starting rotation. We're gonna do that here with the Iowa Hawkeyes all time team. Build your all time starting five Iowa Hawkeyes team roster with fifteen dollars. Jared, do you have an update before we get started on Joe Exotic, Tom Arnold, and Shaq? Uh, I couldn't find anything, but it does uh, seem like Tim Allen and Roseanne and Tom Arnold hung out a lot. So, good. Boy. Just an update. <laughs> the more you know for everybody out there. All right, so back to the game, back to the theme. $15, create your all time Hawkeye starting lineup. We got point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. We're going to tweet this out with the show uh, when we post it on Thursday morning, so you guys can also all play along as well. But to give you a quick rundown, should I do $5 and then work my way down, guys, or go position by position? Position by position. Yeah, I like that too. All right, so starting a point guard, you got Ronnie Lester for 5 bucks, BJ Armstrong for $4, Andre Woolridge for $3, Jeff Horner for $2, and Jordan Bohannon for $1. Your shooting guards are Fred Brown for $5, Kevin Gamble for $4, Adam Haleska for $3, Peter Jock for $2, and Roy Devin Marble for $1. Your small forwards, Roy Marble, five, $5, bucks, John Johnson, $4, Jared Utah for $3, Greg Bruner for $2, and Matt Gatons for $1. Your power forwards, Greg Stokes, 5 bucks, Reggie Evans, $4, Aaron White, $3, Ryan Bowen for 2 Tyler Cook for one, and your centers, Luca Garza, $5, Don Nelson, $4, AC Earl for $3, Greg Stokes for $2, and for $1, Adam Woodbury. So there's the eye poker, baby! The eye poker himself. So I, we'll start this way. Jerry, you created the, you came up with this whole possibility. So let you create your all time lineup first. Set the, set the stage. So right off the top, I'm spending 10 of my 15 bucks on two players. And they are the two greatest Hawkeyes of all time. I'm spending $5 on center Luca Garza for every single reason I said earlier. This is one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant, Iowa Hawkeye player I've ever seen for an entire season. It wasn't a string of games. It wasn't the Big Ten Conference. It was the entire season. And the fact that he's going to be coming back, I only expect even more because this kid puts in the hard work that we all expect, that we all need for Iowa to be great and get us back to the Final Four slash Sweet 16. I'm sure we'll all take that for the first time since my other five-star, $5 player played, and that's Ronnie Lester. By all standards, Ronnie Lester is the number one Iowa Hawkeye of all time. And it's no reason, I mean, it's, it's easy to see why. He was unstoppable on the court. He was an All-American, first-team All-Big Ten. He got our team, he got the Iowa Hawkeyes to the first Final Four, or the last Final Four since 1980. So that's the last time Iowa was there. He was, um, he was last time the Iowa won the Big Ten. It was because of Ronnie Lester on the court. This is the best Iowa Hawkeye player. If not for Luca Garza, it's Ronnie Lester. My other players, I'm spending a dollar on Tyler Cook for the power forward position. I'm spending $3 on Jared Utoff, and here's why. Jared Utoff was probably the number one player in one half of basketball. So if I have an off-court or an off-half by either of my two $5 players – Jared Utoff gives me a $5 value at a $3 price for one half. So he's going to fill it up. He's going to probably give me a quick 18, 20 points, and bang, I could just go for Ronnie Lester, Luca Garza the rest of the time, and Tyler Cook will fill it up down low as well. 
And my other player that I'm going to go ahead and draft, I only have a dollar left to spend, so I'm going to spend it on Roy Devin Marble. I think not only does he have like the most long shorts of all time in Iowa Hawkeye history, but he, I think he was extremely underrated. What he did on the court for Fran McCaffrey, I think people just kind of – it goes under the bus a little bit. He was an all-time scorer. He had a lot of his dad in him, and I want Roy Dev and his Rex Specs playing for us. You don't hate that team, champ. Uh, we'll throw the floor to you to do your team, and then I'll do mine, and we can discuss our, our teams and any differences. I, I really was loving your team until you said Roy Devin Marble there, Jerome. Sorry you lost me at that. But you only had a dollar left to spend, so that's understandable. When you spend 10 or 15 on the two studs, that's what happens with your last spot. I am going to start with my point guard position. I picked B.J. Armstrong for $4. I mean, if he was good enough to win three NBA championships for our beloved Chicago Bulls, he's definitely good enough to be my starting point guard on my all-time Iowa team. So I started with BJ for 4 bucks. Then I went to my shooting guard. I have Peter Jock for $2. I think Peter Jock was one of the most underrated players I was ever had. He was very, very good when you needed a bucket. He can go down. He can hit you a three. He was pretty damn good post-up. He was a good slasher. He's a, he's a pretty damn good shooting guard to have on your team. I was a really big Peter Jock fan, so I have him. I think $2.00. Is a little. I think he should have been a three or four dollar player. So I will gladly take him as my starting shooting guard for two bucks. Uh, then we get to small forward. This is where me and Jerome agree. I also have Jared Utoff as my small forward. Uh, Jared had some great reasoning there. He could get you a quick twenty and a half. That's definitely what Jared Utoff can do. He can score from the outside. He can slash. He can get to the rim. He was uber athletic as a small forward, and I want some athleticism on this team. So I went with Jared Utoff as my small forward for 3 bucks, And then another position where me and Jerome agree is Tyler Cook. I have him also as my power forward for a dollar. He can get down there, get some much-needed rebounds. He's, I mean, if you want to talk about athleticism, Tyler Cook's probably the most athletic player I was ever had in their history on the basketball team. That he can do. He had stretches of inconsistency. But when you have the, the rest of these studs around him, I think you can live with Tyler Cook for a buck. And then at center, I think this is going to be a common theme for all of us. Another position where I agreed with Jerome, and it's Luca Garza. He's the best Iowa player of all time as, as far as I'm concerned, and he still has one year of eligibility left. He is my center for $5. I spent all 15 and yeah, that's my squad. I like it. Champ, who was your point guard again? Sorry, I was B.J. Armstrong. E.J. Armstrong. So I think Champ, I mean, our teams are all very, very similar. As I get into mine, I'll start a point guard. It's the same as Champ. B.J. Armstrong, give me that score, that that guy that just owns the ball. Needs If you need a point, let him go ISO, let him do that. Shooting guard, this is where I'm, I'm going with Peter Jock as well. And it's kind of going with Matt Gaetans at small forward. I need, I'm going to put two guys on the wings that are going to shoot threes, make threes at a high rate, and kind of keep the floor space and do all that stuff. My power forward is going to be Aaron White. No one was a slasher, a guy who could step out and hit a three. He's going to go get rebounds. He's a leading rebounder in Iowa history. And to me, it's, it's sneaky a athlete. sneaky athlete, always around the rim. Just I think, I think somewhat underappreciated how much he accomplished in his Iowa career. And then center, like Champ said, it's, it's the no-brainer. It's Luca Garza. Uh, that across the board, I feel like I have my pick-and-pop guys with Garza and B.J. Armstrong. I got my three-pointers to space the floor with Peter Jock and uh, Matt Gatons, and I got my Aaron Watt, my do-everything, get a 
kind of that that glue guy that's going to do whatever's asked of him to keep the team going and keep the team winning if we need a bucket. I think I like. I don't hate it. I think you guys. I, I want to go back to Champ real quick, who kind of just dismissed Roy Devin Marble. I, I this is I don't understand why people do this. Do you do you realize what he was like? What he did his senior year. He had a nice senior year, but what about his first three years where he was inconsistent? What about him? He basically was a full-time starter from uh, from a sophomore. Um, he averaged about 30 minutes a game from that point on, from the minute that he turned to a sophomore. He was good for at least 10 – it was 11 and a half for that sophomore year, and then he exploded for 15 and then 17 his senior year. Every year that his, his field goal percentage went up, basically from two – the dude maybe wasn't the best shooter, but he was one of the best finishers. He got to the rack. He did like when Iowa needed a point, nobody knew how to take the ball to the rack better than Roy Dev. That's that what time. I just wanted some more from Roy Dev is his shooting consistency to little to be a little bit better because, like you said, he wasn't a great shooter. Yes, he got to the rim. He was a nice slasher, but he would be open for three a lot, and it, he he wouldn't knock him down. He wasn't a very good three point that- shooter. Pull up his percentages. You got him in front of you. What did he shoot from three? Sophomore year on. Nearly 40% sophomore year, 33% his uh, junior year, 35% his senior year. Yeah, that's not good enough. I mean, when you you flash that 40% your sophomore year, we expect you to at least do that and if get better maybe, and he didn't. And he didn't. I think one notable guy that I I don't think anybody picked was Jeff Horner. Was he even enough? Yeah, he was a point guard for $2. I think a good value play. I think point guard was actually – Pretty hard uh, to to sift through. There's a lot of different options. You can There's a lot there. of talent. Jordan Bohannon's he's gonna have if he doesn't already, he's going to have the all-time leading three pointers made for Iowa for Iowa history. Got B.J. Armstrong, Ronnie Lester, Jeff Horner. I mean, there's just so many different options that you can go there. So be sure when we tweet this guys that tweet this out, post it on Blackheart Gold Pants. Uh, you guys are letting us know. Who you would have in your top in your all-time starting five for fifteen dollars? Um, any other thoughts, guys, before we wrap the show this week? I can already tell that we have some recency bias with our three squads. <laughs> yeah. I feel like some of our uh, some of our favorite old heads are going to kind of learn us a few things because obviously, like I've seen clips of Ronnie Lester, I haven't watched the full season of Ronnie Lester. Same thing with downtown Freddie Brown. Guys like Roy Marble, the original. I feel like there's going to be a, quite a few of those. Um, and on top of that, do you guys know what Don Nelson did as a player at Iowa? I honestly don't. And so, I mean, what, what do you have? I'm sure you have his stats up. So let me go ahead and enlighten you because I didn't know either. But when I was looking for centers, and originally, like, I didn't have Don Nelson even on my center list. And then I looked him up. He played three seasons at Iowa. He never, so his. Freshman year, he averaged 15 and 10. Then his ju- or his sophomore and junior year, 23 points a game, 11 rebounds, 23 points a game, 12 rebounds. And he shot basically 52 and 55% from the floor. I, re- I mean, that's Lu- that's those are Luca Garza numbers from this past season where he was should have been the player of the year. And nobody gave any love to Don Nelson. You're right, though. We did have a lot of recent – at least you put Ronnie Lester on, Jerome. That was as far back as any of us went. I think me and DC's, you know, late, guy from the older days are because we knew him. Armstrong, and then we all have guys from the – Yeah, but I think so. also we're building teams – in a new era of basketball. So I think that it probably has has a role to play into the recency bias. Well, this 
Yeah, the Don, Don when Don Nelson played, there probably wasn't even three pointers back. He probably played in what the f- late fifties. Well, that's like the age-old argument when you talk about like, can the '98 Bulls beat the 2014 Golden State Warriors or whatever it was? Yes, the answer to that <laughs> is yes. But it's because you have to bring like you bring those players into this modern day, or you bring those old players into the old way, and you have to make a choice. Like if we're bringing players into the Fran McCaffrey style system, then like I don't. There's no reason that Roy Marble shouldn't be or Downtown Freddie Brown getting all that space to shoot. Like if he's already nicknamed Downtown Freddie Brown back then, he should also like. There's no reason he wouldn't just be drilling Jordan Bohannon style for a guy like Fran McCaffrey in this day and age. So I'm very I'm very excited to see some of your guys' top five. I'm glad you brought up the coach because we there there wasn't a coaching option on here. Who would who would you guys pick as the head coach of your teams? Ooh, probably Dr. Tom Davis. It's a good call. I mean, Jared. if he is the most successful, yeah, there's Adam a budget there, so I'm just gonna pick the best coach. Yeah, it's <laughs> unlimited. You could pick whoever. Uh, Steve Alford. Nope. Who? <laughs> who? I- I'd go Lute Olsen. I mean, Lute Olsen had some damn good success at Arizona, and he had some success with Iowa, too. I'm I'm still riding with Fran, and it's going to piss people off, but I'm going to ride with Franny. <laughs> I mean, if Fran puts together another 10-year stretch like he has thus far with Iowa and even sprinkles in maybe some deeper runs into the tournament, Fran definitely is going to go down as Iowa's best coach of all time. Oh, Absolutely. If he, if he's already third in years, tied for third in years. Yeah. How many years did Tom Davis was 13, 15 years, 13. Okay. So yeah, another five years, four years and he's passing. And Raleigh Williams, who had like a 50, he was 139 wins, 131 losses. He was here for 14 years from like 1929 to 1950. So that's what, that's where we're in that territory right now. (laughs) Nice. And it's not like Fran's in any jeopardy of. I mean, the only jeopardy is him going someplace else. But I don't even think that's a realistic thing at this point. Here's a fun question. No, I. Th- What's yeah. the best team you can build that Todd Licklider could win with? Oh, uh, you would have to pick a lot of five dollar players. So you wouldn't. Ha- you would have to not have a budget for <laughs> Todd Licklider to win with him. I mean, the only guy you'd probably have to go five across the board with all our the top five. Maybe you can have B.J. Armstrong as your point guard for four bucks, but besides that, you're gonna have to go across the board with fives because he was an awful fucking coach. I don't think you could do it. I think you'd 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 pick guys who would just clash with the way he wants to play. Would he still have his dipshit son coming off the bench? Well, yeah, because you had hundred percent, and Coley Payne would be coming off the bench too. Devoted to three guys, he'd actually probably be playing champ. Right, you'd probably have you'd have to go like to penny players. It's like Coley Payne, John Licklider, who else were some bums back then? Kelly um, was at Kelly's. He was actually no, Jake Kelly was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was probably their him best transferring player. hurt hurt Ty Licklider a lot. Yeah, where would he go? Indiana State. Yep, sure did. Jesus, those were some bad bad. Every, if anybody gets mad. And thinks about Fran, about getting rid of Fran. Just think about the Todd Licklider days, and then you'll be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we should keep Fran." That's the way to. <laughs> that's the way to end it this week, if you if you ask me. Uh, all right, guys. So, so reminder: subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Let us know who you would draft or who you would pick for fifteen dollars. Your all-time Hawkeye starting five on Twitter at Shy People's Champ at Jerry Sherwin at Dave Cray and at BHGP. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week.
Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Stay safe. Quarantine yourselves. Trick or treat, Iowa City. <laughs> if you don't love it, leave it. USA, number one. <laughs>